Okay. Can I interest you in a negative 196? Cold hard thirst. I've never actually cold. had one before. Okay. It's just cold. Shoo-shoo-shoo-shoo. Sh- 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 Wasn't that the character sh- from Harry Potter? Yes. <laughs> So we're back. We're back from Taiwan. What, what a, a whirlwind tour. What a lovely trip it was. We're back here in the Willyvin uh, Studios here in beautiful uh, Canning Vale. You know, lovely trip. Lovely, lovely part of the world. Great Which, food. Yeah. How did you like Taiwan, Lewin? Um, my anal cavity has never been so cleaned. Mm. Lewin kept Heavily eating inspected. Uh, Chinese knockoff kimchi, which uh, I believe they call uh, zhichi, because um, kim is in Korean. Kim Jong and uh, Xi Jin. Anyway. That went way over my head, okay. Uh, Not that erudite. Yeah, uh, well, it's the negative 196s, they get to me. <laughs> <laughs> they get to me in a way that I make puns that are completely disconnected from this sphere of reality. Can we get them as a sponsor? Is that a possibility? Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> lovely, lovely part of the world, except in terms of uh, business ethics, economic disparity, racial discrimination, and uh, worker suicides at the Apple factory. So, uh you know, so let's let's just recount some of the trip. Uh, we rocked up uh, to the studio for Taiwan's biggest national broadcaster, uh, 20th Century Falun Gong, for our stint on uh, Judge Jin, only to have kind of the the, uh, the rug pulled on us, uh, where you know where we thought we were appearing on a fraudulent version of Judge Judy. Instead, uh, there was a I mean there must have been a mistranslation in the summons because we actually ended up in a fraudulent version of uh, Dragon's Den. So. Uh, uh, luckily, most of the, uh, the 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 records we brought for for our court date uh, ended up being kind of kind of important. But again, yeah, no, it did seem like kind of a rip off, you know. Uh, the investors actually turn up in one of those uh, giant parade dragons, and there's you're like, oh my god, it's a dragon! But then they take it off, and it's just fifteen billionaires uh, <laughs> whose greed leads to the workers throwing themselves off buildings because they're not hitting their quotas on the iPhones they put together. So, hey, look, I want to apologise to Chen for all the things that we've said about him. Clearly, we misjudged him. You're a big man. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying that just because our appearance on Taiwanese Dragons Den netted us a cool thirteen hundred dollars for only sixty percent of our equity on Wheelie Bin Drag Race. Um, of I can't believe they bought it of Willie Bin Drag Race Enterprises uh, and that's that's really the lifeline we needed after that whole Nora Jones debacle um, you know Chen might be a racist sexist homophobic anti-vax warmonger who routinely spreads political and medical misinformation but does that make him a bad guy? are we only judging him on the surface? exactly uh, who, who can say I guess and uh <laughs> You know, they say with uh, that kind of money, when you start making this kind of money, you, your political positions start to shift. And that's definitely true. Uh, Lewin is no longer a leader in the alt-right community of uh, Canning Vale. Uh, he has adopted some more mainstream conservative opinions. Uh, he's tra- now. Yeah, you've, you've traded in your white hood and tiki torch for uh, tarot cash and Ray-Bans. Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> He no longer advocates for the sterilization of the homeless and Polish, uh, just more reasonable positions, drone strikes, no-fly zones, crippling economic sanctions on all of Australia's enemies. Uh, Me too, now that I've added another zero to my bank account, uh, so we're up to three now. Um, That's considered conservative? Wow. I've formally formally left the left. Uh, I've... Uh, left the left. <laughs> t- tendered my resignation to uh, Xi Jinping. I'm now an economically liberal centrist, uh, kind of a moderate, you know. Uh, I-, I watch Peter Credlin and not in agreement a fair bit, but also shake my head sometimes because it's a bit too far. Uh, I think changing the date is racist. I haven't uh, figured out how yet. 
Uh, I think Basil Zempelis, being a mayor, a columnist, a journalist, a TV broadcaster, and a drive time radio host, isn't an abomination. He's a jack of all trades. Uh, yeah, I think he's. Master his, of nothing. I think his plan to forcibly remove the homeless from the vicinity of any kind of aid or support are actually good. Uh, his comments about trans people are just reasonable skepticism, and that Ben Cousins interview was just. It was just good TV. Just good public interest TV that definitely helped Ben Cousins and didn't drive him further into a grave that we all know is coming uh hey he's doing great okay yeah i'm a, I'm a zemplist sure he looks like he's about 60 years old but he's doing great <laughs> yeah i'm a i'm a, I'm a zemplist moderate that's what we call ourselves now um, you know i served him at work the other day dude drinks non-alcoholic beer mm, well got it the public found out about that good lord uh oh and i'm also a big time australia first patriot now jesus um, so in keeping with that if everybody listening could now stand we are going to do the national anthem uh, of Australia? How does that go again? Uh, Great Southern Land. Uh, Alright, here we go. And a one and a two. I'm Australians! Feels oh, let like us rejoice. Lou and join in. Well, we are one. And it ain't working. Seems golden soil. And we'll foretell in joyful strains Then let us sing Advance Australia Australia Fair Advance Australia Fair Beautiful. No, we're doing the second verse. That's why I put the whole thing up there. Advance Australia Fair! Alright. Well, my heart's falling with pride. What's this? A Southern Cross tattoo just appeared on my chest? So... Welcome back to Wheel of in Drag Race, the the number one. Well, didn't this used to be a film podcast? Uh, it's it's Lewin and and it's also Chris. I'm Chris, and I'm Lewin, aka Lewin with the good hair. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You, you've styled it. You you had time to style. He turned up late oh, to oh, the really? sesh, but oh, he no, had I'm time like, to God, I need, I, style his hair. I don't even. This is just all like oils gel. that have solidified. The traditional like Kramer style, I believe, of of up. <laughs> Upstate, no, wait, no, downstate New York. Downstate, downstate New York. I don't know, York, where's New York thing? City? Wherever Kramer comes from. He, he, he comes from no place. He just spontaneously appeared mm-hmm. in society. And it's also me, uh, internationally recognized, award-winning LGBT filmmaker, uh, Chris Wood. Uh, I'm not saying my last name, though. Yeah, no, that was that, that was nice. Got, got an award for wow. a film I made that's... You gotta get cards made, man. Um, I do. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's if a shame. If only they knew the real you. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. It's like, remember a few months ago, and by a few months ago, I mean like nine months ago at this point, when I said we were going to have an internationally recognized award-winning LGBT filmmaker on the pod? I didn't know it was going to be you. Yeah, neither did I. Uh, <laughs> no, that guy listened to like two episodes, and he was like, I don't know if I did the vibe, man. <laughs> he was like no i get it i just uh i don't know if i can contribute fair, fair. <laughs> i don't have enough stories about me uh, gay bashing people in high school uh 
like Lewin used to do. Sad. No, it was great. It's just a shame about the circumstances of how I got the award. If only you could be there in person to accept. We were in like the official selection of the awards and it was an international uh, film festival. What, Australia and New Zealand? Yeah, it's, it's, I'll, I'll give you a hint at uh, what, it's, it's one of our favourite nations in all of the world. Timor-Leste? Uh, little St. James Island. Uh, Jeffrey oh. Epstein's comp, no. <laughs> Uh, what what would you say are our number th- top top three? I'll give you three guesses. Top three um, nations that we like in all of the world. Uh, Ireland. Uh, yep, that's definitely number one. But uh, uh, well, I'm definitely not going to say. I'm not going to be uh, tempted into saying Italy. It was Italy. <laughs> it was, of course, it was. It Italy. was Italy, and it was the gays uh, that gave me the the best LGBT short film award. <laughs> Finally, they knew the real you. Yeah, they've never listened to this, but I hope. Um, <laughs> that's why I'm keeping my last name out of this for at least three episodes until the, the hubbub but dies down. Is and it? fortunately, the director's taking most of the uh, credit for it. Good. Yeah, no, good for, <laughs> good, <laughs> good for him, I guess. He's uh, taking most of the heat. Mm. Just wait, in, in 20 years, this will bubble back up. I wouldn't <laughs> say it was a good LGBT film either, it, but it's fine. It's... I, no, I'm not saying that it was against LGBT people. It's just the point was that it didn't matter whether one of the characters was gay or not. It, the, the whole point was that they're fighting about whether or not this character's gay, but the character died in the first 30 seconds of the movie, so it's kind of irrelevant. Interesting. It's, I'm very it's, curious. It's about grief. Uh, well, if you want to, it was, uh, it's been playing at a couple of pride festivals around Perth, so... Um, Ooh! Yeah, on, on I'm, I'm gonna be on the lookout. Man, it sounds super. Yeah, but gay. I'd have to give you the, t- I'd have to give you the title for you to find it, and no one gets to know the title because it was a Vonnegut reference that now sounds like a soap opera title. That probably gives away too much already, but you know what? If you if you've seen it, you'll breakfast know. Breakfast of champions. Yes, breakfast. <laughs> breakfast at champions. Um, okay, what what have, what have we got on the agenda for today? Uh, so whiplash. It's uh. That's the segue. It's. Well, I mean, whiplash indicates a sudden change in direction, I guess. It's a, it's a side effect. That works, of, and that now, works. Woo! I think the dog came to the door to check that if I was in trouble. Yeah, you uh, were in trouble. <laughs> it was. I only hit about 95% of those notes, so the... Uh, That's better than Shannon Noll does. I'm still pissed. When, when I The year that I graduated from uh, undergrad, of my first degree, RMIT got Shannon Noll as their guest speaker slash singer. Wow. Uh, you know who the guest speaker was at my graduation ceremony? Guy Sebastian? No, n- nobody knows. I didn't go, but uh, also <laughs> there was no. There was a guest speaker who was like, you know, a, a standard academic guy. Not 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 an Australian Idol Lame. runner-up slash winner. Which not even Reese Maston, the X Factor himself. Uh, what about Lee Harding? With his, oh, he yes. should have come and uh, delivered his number one hit. Advanced Australia Fair, which we'll hear next week. Uh, (laughs) This will be a recurring rendition. Yeah, this will be a recurring bit in order to wake me up at the start of each part. All right, on to Whiplash. Um, Whiplash, uh, the amazing, what's his name? Damien Chazelle. What a great name. Uh, Yeah, Uh, it's a great great movie. Uh, Personally, I fucking love this movie. (laughs) It, well, yeah, why, why did you choose this movie? What, what was the impetus for this? Uh, because uh, it's the best sports film of all time. Uh, 
this is a film controversy yeah you know what i'm 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 dancing around the edges of our of our brief here which is of course uh seven mate afternoon dad movies um, I would definitely say this qualifies, though. It's, yeah. it's it's almost a little bit too artsy it, for yeah, Seven no, Mate. It, it feels like something that a dad would accidentally watch if it came on Seven Mate and, and end up enjoying, but they would have to already be on they the couch, never, face down. Oh, yeah, well, would never actively choose it. Yeah, no, but if Seven Mate played this, it would get great ratings. Good call. Yeah, it's because uh, it, it's it's following the beats of every you know sports movie. You know, kind of like Mighty Ducks three. We got we got a new coach. We got the young upstart rookie and his new coach, who seems like a bit of a sadist and is just being an asshole. But like, yeah, you could superimpose this onto like a a Coach Carter or a Friday Night Lights kind of setting, and this whole plot would just be directly kind of. You know, you could fit it in there, and it it'll work. I get. I mean, that's the thing. It isn't really breaking any ground. I like this movie. It's a good movie. I, it's it's for me. It's not a rewatchable movie. I feel awful watching this movie. I feel yeah. like nauseous the entire way. I feel tense. I like. I I love it and I hate it. <laughs> yeah, like all the best sports movies. Uh, I I was thinking um, Varsity Blues. You ever see Varsity Blues? <sighs> You've seen one football movie, you've seen them all. Is that, well, is that this a front one? Is, like, is that Rudy? Is a, that a sadist coach who gets like uh, cooed by his own team in the in like the you know? Who's in Varsity Blues? Oh fuck, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> there was some hot girl. I'm who, thinking about any given went, Sunday. Who went top? Not topless. She was wearing a whipped cream bra. Uh, oh, this is a highbrow film. Ali Lada, aka the chick who used to tear people apart in Heroes. Oh yes! Wow, she was in something else. So James Van Der Beek, uh, Paul Walker, never heard of him. John Voigt, Scott Kaan. Wait, John Voigt was the coach. John Voigt was the coach who gets like ousted by his own team. Wow. Okay, now it's sort of sold. It 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 basically is Varsity Blues except for jazz. <laughs> I think. Right. Yeah. When yeah. I say it's a sports film, I don't mean that it's oriented at sports fans. I mean it is oriented at like ooh let's see a jazz film kind of crowd like it, it is for highbrow people but with a way taking of delivering taking those sports movie beats yeah and and selling it to a crowd that wouldn't normally get it like i don't think that this is a positive message of good uh how how to do yeah like oh no this is how geniuses are created yeah, like no. they need to go through this it is this no. is a story of domination this is a story of of one kid getting absolutely cucked by his uh Jazz, jazz teacher. He's horrible. Everyone in this movie is mm-hmm. is horrible, apart from Paul Reiser. Yeah, fucking love that guy. Yeah, I just I, this is a way of getting people who wouldn't watch a sports movie to watch a sports movie without it being directed by Martin Scorsese or starring Will Smith doing African voice, <laughs> which is the new kind of blackface that's twice as racist. <clears throat> well, it's interesting that this what this movie was based off a sh- short film that Damien Chazelle made mm-hmm. the year before mm-hmm. and then got funding from like oh yeah how's Blumhouse as one of the producers yeah. like well, what the hell it uh, went to Sundance because it won so many minor awards like maybe someone's short film someone's LGBT award winning short film will someday soon <laughs> in the future <laughs> it's me I'm the person um, call it Jason Blum uh, Blum Bl- Blum um no it's it's uh yeah i I'd, I'd, I'd see it as like okay the original short film i i had to watch it in film school class um 
I mean, mainly it was just how the hell did they get J.K. Simmons for this? But uh, oh, they, he was in the short as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. The little kid, Andrew Neiman, uh, he wasn't uh, in the. It was oh, different. Like I might like him. it better. The, but yeah, just wait, can... just wait until we get to Miles Teller. This is a J.K. Simmons vehicle, even if it is the story of Andrew Neiman. Well, wait, did J.K. Simmons won for best supporting actor? I think he did. Because he's like he's pretty much. The lead. He is the star. He's like the co-lead. Well, that's the, it's 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 he's affecting the main character's journey. But uh, yeah, I would say that he's starring in this, which is weird. Best supporting. Yeah, that's weird. Who is he up against? It's it is a great. He's he's looking like built in what this. He's looking tight. J.K. Simmons isn't being the being the Ricardos. Yeah, he got he's nominated for best supporting actor what again. The, I didn't get that far in it. I think he wants photos of Spider Man. If, <laughs> if I recall correctly. Yeah, how is he not getting the award for those? Also, how the fuck did Brad Pitt win for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? It was a good performance, but it was just Brad Pitt not emoting. <laughs> never seen it okay. before. He was against Robert Duvall for The Judge. Never heard of it. Oh my god, Edward, that was nominated? Edward Norton for Birdman, Ethan Hawke for Boyhood, and Mark Ruffalo for Foxcatcher. Oh, wow, okay. I mean, I'm glad Jeff Simmons won it. Mm. Edward Norton was great in that movie, in uh, Birdman. He was. Even if he was playing himself. Like yeah, but to have the self-awareness to play yourself like that, yeah, I wouldn't. I didn't think he had it in him. Like they're literally <laughs> saying, Edward Norton's dick don't work, and he's like, "Yep, sign me." He's uh, an asshole, and he's very difficult to work with. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, whatever. Well, let's talk uh, characters. Uh, okay, so we, so got, we got J.K. Yeah. Simmons. Obviously, he's playing a, a psychologically abusive sadist who just loves jazz. Um, yeah, he's a he's a he's a sadist teacher in the tradition of yet yeah, John Voight in uh, Varsity Blues, uh, Kreese from Cobra Kai, or Karate Kid, whichever century you come from. Um, yeah, it's just he's a he's <laughs> goes from hard ass to sadist to just so far over the line that there is no redemption. I mean, you, but he he he's upfront about what he's going to do. Like he you see those yep. moments of softness to like, you know, so yeah, the Andrew Neiman like lets his guard down. Yeah. But at the beginning he's like, you know how oh, what just, even Charlie first, Parker became bird is cuz yeah. Joe threw a symbol at him like, do you hear what I'm saying? It's like yeah. boom straight away. Well, even you know. just his first like introduction where he like walks in on Neiman drumming. We'll get to it, but uh yeah, he walks in and he just like delivers a series of questions that are just unanswerable. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, sorry, sorry, did I, didn't I tell mean you to, to stop playing?" Yeah, did. <laughs> what? So I ask you if you stop playing and you just start playing like you're a wind-up monkey. Like it's just there's no right answer to what he's being said. Um, yeah, but it it's always... literally just like he, his job is to like make him uneasy the entire mm. time. That's why I felt so uncomfortable yeah. watching this like, whole movie. Well, to me, it was like he always feels like a scene away from being redeemable, yeah. but he never is. Well, you have that scene as well where he's like, he comes in, he, you know, one of his old students died the day before, mm, mm. and it's like, oh, there's this heart to this I, guy. I crafted him into a great. But that's the thing, he's a prick. He's, yeah. a, he's, he's never ever like truly redeemed. Yeah, well, there's like the scene where he's, there's like a little girl, like his friend's daughter that he's interrupting with, and Neiman sees him like being nice to the little girl and being like, hey, you gonna join my band one day? Yeah, alright, good on you. High and five. Neiman's like nodding approvingly in the background. <laughs> like the fucking Mighty Ducks 3 scene where uh, the main character sees like the new coach teaching his like disabled daughter to ice, ice skate or something. And Pretty he's nice like. 
Hmm. Well, that makes him okay now. He's a good man. I excuse him for the t- just refusing to like even just explain to me what's happening. That's that's fair enough. Uh, There's heart there. He's just not a complete arsehole. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it always feels like he's uh, uh, one scene away from being redeemed, and then he isn't. I mean, I wish there was more. I mean, I, w- I wish he was the star of the movie because he's just so much more interesting. Like, I want to know about him as a character. Like, how like, did he get I, there? All right. Uh, well. Because you, you know, I mean, there's like allusions to it, like yeah. you know, you know, when he's he's playing with that group. But I mean, it's you, you don't really get anything concrete. Right. Well, yeah, just some basic notes that I have. Uh, he's got some of the greatest film lines of all time, uh, all of which contain four little words. Uh, he looks like an uncanny valley wax sculpture of himself. Uh, <laughs> that shaved head just takes away so much of the. He's got lines. He's got character. Ability to judge him as a human. It's just like, oh, good God. It's. He looks like the chick from Titan. Like, when she shaves all of her head and eyebrows, it's like. I mean, it's close to human, but something's missing. He's got, like, the Forrest Whitaker droopy eye, but, like, both yep, eyes. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, literally, like, the slightest bit of slow motion enters his face, and it's like, oh, good God, what's going on? <laughs> Um, yeah, just, but he's trim. He's tight. Yeah. Uh, I, he looks he looks built in everywhere except for his face. He's, he looks scary. He looks like you beat me up. He looks like he's lifting weights with every muscle in his body that isn't on his face. Like when he needs to emote, it's there, but it's just like droopiness. He's 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 the original. He smiles, uses all his neck muscles, and I'm like I'm scared. He's, J.K. Simmons is a living basset hound. That's uh, the, a very apt description. Now, on the other hand, we have Andrew Neiman played by Miles Teller, making Woof. up the other end of the dynamic duo of this movie. Lewin seems to not appreciate the performance, so Lewin, you go first on your thoughts about Neiman. Like, okay, uh, like, as a character, I, I get the character, and I, and I guess, like, Miles Teller plays it well. I just, I don't like how the character's written. I don't particularly love his performance either. I mean, hey, he looks really sweaty. It looks like he's actually drumming props to that the rest of the performance i'm like i i don't like this character right. are we meant are we meant to like feel for this character no i mean well we can get to my because he's a prick everything he does is a prick yeah. he goes to like family yeah. dinner and he's like yeah that's... trying to show everyone up and he's an asshole to everyone i bought it as like kind of like he is initially the kind of shapeless character at the start of every sports movie he's just like a kid who has you know a lot of a lot of talent a lot of raw talent that just needs to be shaped into into something great but instead of getting like a Coach Carter or a uh, Kyle Chandler, <laughs> Kyle Chandler, instead of getting a Coach Chandler, he gets the world's biggest sadist, and so he gets shaped into just a complete obsessive, neurotic asshole throughout the over the course of the movie. It's like this is not meant to, at the, at the end. You're not meant to like see this as a triumph but it's it's played like that that's the thing it has like the classic sports movie like oh they're they're working together at the end and it goes well yeah. and it's like you but, have all that swell of feeling but even even the director says like that was not supposed to be a triumphant scene like that was it it looks like that but this is that that scene is him being completely broken like he thinks what would happen afterwards is neiman goes on to die at 35 of a heroin overdose and uh, the other guy, Fletcher, J.K. Simmons, turns up at his funeral to talk shit about him. That's that's his... Wow. That's what he thinks would happen to the characters after. 
Well, I mean, in that final scene, if we're jumping ahead, it's like, oh, look, Neiman's finally holding his own against J.K. Simmons. Yeah. Like, he's giving as good as he gets. And it's like, well... Yeah. Well, yeah, it is... Uh, he has been completely enveloped by J.K. Simmons' worldview, which is that he needs to be broken in order to be good. Right. Uh, yeah, look, I would do... Andrew Neiman, not a great name for jazz. I'll say that. Uh, doesn't sound Doesn't sound great. Miles Teller is a way better name for Jazz. Call him, no, they should, yeah, right. They should call him like Andrew Jazzman. Yeah, <laughs> but just Miles Teller sounds like oh, I could hear a, I could hear an album by that guy, right? Andrew Neiman. God no. Even like oh, okay, okay, I guess he played the the awkward scene where he's like asking that girl out on a date like pretty yeah. well. I just can't believe like he, people were praising this performance. I and think I'm like, he is an an autist. Uh, I think I think he starts as kind of an a high-functioning, uh, like, I don't know, Asperger's or something kind of guy who's, like, socially awkward and is completely enveloped by his desire to... Not not completely enveloped, it's just that he wants to be recognised for something. You know, he goes on that first date and he's like, okay, maybe not everybody has this, but instead of, like, questioning that, he's just like, no, nah, I'm doubling down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try tr- twice as hard at this thing, which is the only thing that I know anything about. <sighs> That, that is like a really tough scene as well he, like again he's just an asshole when he's like yeah. on a date with this girl he's like oh I'm sorry I'm on a date it's like oh what are you doing with your life or you are oh, oh, yeah. did you plan to go to that school is, so it's the opening scene from the social network only as a first date instead of like a fifth yeah except you know Fincher isn't trying to make you like Zuckerberg yeah I, I, like, I assume we're meant to like this character we're meant to like miles teller's character i think you're just supposed to sympathize with him a li- at least a little bit or at least understand it's so hard to i, I, mean, I don't like, think... oh you know oh his mother you know went away he's got a dad that's actually like really okay. supportive yeah he's, you know he's got, he's got a family scenes... it's like fuck this kid <laughs> there are scenes where he goes so far above and beyond the line of like even just sympathy that yeah i i don't think it's about that it's about how he's being affected by jk simmons just destroying his sense of self right, yeah 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 like okay at the start he's like practicing the drums and he's kind of trying to show off to jk simmons but then he can't quite like i said he starts off as a reasonable sports movie protagonist but and he has like a reasonable level of ambition not like you know how nowadays hollywood writers write ambition which is like a 13 year old child with a 38 step plan to make their first million by the but, age but of 24 he doesn't have a reasonable ambition at, at the beginning he's like he wants to be one he of the wants greats to be, yeah but he's not like trying to destroy anybody who gets in his path or anything like that he just wants to prove himself That that's all he wants to do is he wants to prove himself in front of everybody else but he transforms from like he's still asking women on dates and having a re- like being friends with his uh so co-jazz drummer in the band next to him at the in the in the not the jk simmons band the band below that right yeah yeah. the, yeah. the dud band he's having a good time with his ranger friend he um, hates that dude what do not you at mean? The, not at the start yeah at the start not at the start they were friends they were not friends they were friends they, okay I'm telling you, I watched that movie this morning. There's like no friendship at all. He even says, he goes, you know, he's like, oh, because the girl, like he goes on the date with the girl and the girl's like, oh, I don't really fit in at school. Like, I don't really have friends with anyone. And he's like, yeah, me too. No one likes me. He's not friendly and he gets into super competition with that dude. Later. Sure. But But in the beginning, they're not chummy at all. 
all right, whatever. You, you know, you have that one thing where it's like, okay, the drummer comes in and there's the other dude. It's like, oh yeah, we've had, we've had to be putting up with Naaman. He's so shit. And then the Ranga dude's like, oh, don't listen to him. There's yeah. like a tiniest bit of like humanity, but I wouldn't call them friends at all. They're, all they're right, competing. Sure. This whole thing is like, it seems like these... I, These musicians don't, don't like jazz. They don't like music. It's just pure competition. I don't think he has... I, I think he started off as a relatively normal guy who's just got ambition and maybe slight Asperger's. Uh, so we open on Andrew Neiman playing the drums real good at uh, uh, Schaefer Conservatory in, in New York City, baby. New York. Uh, greatest city in the world, uh, according to people who live there. Um... And he's 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 playing good. He's he's good at drum. He he do he does good pretty good drum. If if I'm completely honest, the drum he do pretty good. He does the drums well. And uh, yeah, it, 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 Fletcher, played by J.K. Simmons, comes in and is like, hmm. And Neiman's like, oh shit, uh, sorry, I, I didn't mean to uh, interrupt you wandering around the hallways, obviously scoping for talent. And, and Fletcher's like, why'd you stop? All right, and keeps keeps drumming. And then Fletcher's like, why'd you start? Neiman's like, uh, uh, uh. What do you want from me? Yeah, and, and Fletcher goes, what do you just say? I tell, I tell, I ask you why you stop, and you just start playing like a fucking wind-up monkey, and it's great as as an introduction to these two characters. Fantastic, uh, Fletcher just psychologically torturing this child who he's never seen before, and uh, Neiman just copying it, desperately trying to impress a guy that obviously has no interest in doing that. Well, I mean, like the, the best parts of the movie are like when they're those two together. Yeah. Dynamic and w- like, would this work if it was anyone else but J.K. Simmons? Without J.K. Simmons, this movie sort of Brad falls apart. It's like too likable. I guess J.K. Ed- Simmons Edward is likable. That's a- God no. <laughs> what? It wouldn't work with Edward Norton. No way. Why not? <laughs> I think people would just be like, "That's too much like Edward Norton. He's too much of a dick. He's playing himself again. He's not even playing it for a joke. What the fuck?" I guess, like, Jay, he, he, Simmons hits that, like, crotchety old man, but still there's, like, a... There's a he's got his charisma. You're always, like, I want to hear what he has to say next. I hope he keeps talking. <laughs> and then instead he just turns and leaves the room and leaving Neiman to play his drums in shame and defeat. Next, next up, Neiman's, you know, he's got a, a reasonably balanced life, you know? He... Seems to live in his own apartment, and uh, he's playing in in one of the one of the lower bands in the in the Schaefer Conservatory hierarchy as the backup drummer. Which means, apparently, in this world, it means if you're the backup drummer, you just sit in the back and just look at the look at the sheets, turn and the you're pages. like, mm, and turn the pages, bitch. Uh, that's that's all you do. No wonder his dad's worried. Guess what, Dad? I'm allowed to turn the pages for an even better band. You're not my son. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's happy turning the pages for his Ranger friend, or maybe not friend. Uh, There's no friends of music. Everyone's calling him a fucking dumbass, uh, and he's like, "I'm not a dumbass." And his his Ranger drummer compatriot uh, is like, "Hey, don't listen to those guys. You're great at turning the pages." And then in comes J.K. Simmons once again, and he's like. I want you to hit me with the double swing alfresco beat plus plus four with somber smithing stone. He wants a big beat. Mm-hmm. The Ranger drummer is like, 
yeah, I'll give it a crack. He plays about two beats. Fletcher's like, nah, that's dog shit. Fuck you. <laughs> then it's Neiman's turn. And he also plays about two beats. And Fletcher's like, come join my band. That's dog shit too, but yeah, come that, join my band. Yeah. Uh, and Neiman's like, this is the greatest validation I've ever felt in my life. Uh, what else is happening for him at this point? Well, okay, you have that scene where it's like, okay, you meet his dad, they go to the movies. Mm-hmm. He sees, like, he's got a crush on the chick. Uh, on the popcorn like, chick. session stand. Uh, and he goes see it with his dad. And he's like, nothing but a dick to his dad. Again, this is like, you, you see, like, I'm meant to like this guy. It's and not he's just his compl- fault that his dad doesn't understand jazz. You think my dad understands what it's, it's like, like to dad, be an award-winning, like, internationally like, recognized LGBT filmmaker? Paul Reiser, forget it. Paul Reiser of Aliens. Okay, he deserves better than this. Don't you mansplain Paul Reiser to me? <laughs> um, but yeah, that, Don't like, you straight explain? He's, he's adding the the chocolate-coated raisins in the popcorn. Obviously, his dad's thinking that he's sharing a special father-son moment, and then Marcel is like, "Oh, I don't, I don't want the chocolate-coated raisins." He's like, "What? Oh, why don't you tell me? Why are you such a dick to your dad?" Because some dads just don't understand your aspirations to be an award-winning LGBT internationally recognized film. What a freak. Fuck you. Okay, this movie... You couldn't have it without J.K. Simmons. I think you could have anyone else. Nah. Apart from Miles Teller. What's Miles Teller bringing to this movie that another actor that Ty Sheridan couldn't bring? That another, like, plain, white, you know, young actor wouldn't do? I do think uh, Tyre shit. Ah, it's from Card Counter. I know that guy. He was also in Ready Player One. Was he in? He was yeah, in he Card was Ready Counter. Player One. That's what I recognise him from. Um, well, he didn't Even get any fucking. Ansel rec- Wait, Engbort no. Or whatever his was name he is. in the Card Counter? Oh, he was. Yeah. Oh, fuck! I thought it was the guy from the Eternals. Yeah. Yeah. No. Who is that? That. Even he, the, the classic he, Irish. The dude from the Eternals, Ty Sheridan, and Miles Teller, I'm pretty sure, are the exact same person. They also got typecast in like the same kind of roles for a good few years. It was like them and uh, not Hunger Games, the other one. Um, fuck, Maze Runner, uh, the ginger guy, Will Poulter. Oh, uh, yeah. This yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, he's got a punchable face. Yeah, um, it's, it's the punchable face gang. <laughs> But I think any of them could have done the exact same job that Miles Teller did in this movie. I don't believe that. What what what's I what's Miles Teller this doing? This is that- a story of uh, most of those most of those guys are like repressed characters who just you know their their story is one in in which all the all the characters they play are guys who like get angrier and angrier but are afraid to show it. This guy is like ready to lash out at any moment. Yeah, he just comes off as a like a, a prick. There's not enough emotion there. There's not enough like hurt. I mean, okay, I guess it's a realistic performance. He's like, he oh, he's, a, he's an angsty teen who's trying to do it, but I ain't doing it for me. Well, I needed to like this character more. Well, it did it for me, and anyway. I don't. And I don't think it was just how it was written. I think it was how it was performed as well. He is supposed to be like just a fleshy, formless blob at the start. Anyway, that's. And by the end, he's... I don't... I, I think he's only supposed to be sympathetic for the first 20 minutes. And apparently Lewin wasn't, so you lost out. Like, he's not sympathetic from the beginning at all. Lewin's wrong, and... Well, what Paul, do they do to set up that he's sympathetic? Like, the first interaction you see with his dad, he's a prick. 
He's trying real hard to drum. Okay, you know, he's like, oh, he's a bit of a like, you know, a nervous teen around this girl. He's trying so hard. He 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 asks her out on a date, and he's really happy. Um, even though he's like a bit awkward, so I'm like, okay, you build him some rapport, and then you know what? 15 minutes later, he's like. Oh, we need to break up because I want to be one of the greats. And if I'm skipping with you, ahead, it's like, oh god! It's like, I found this scene sympathetic. <laughs> next scene, uh, Lewin did not. Next scene. <laughs> so Neiman manages to, you know, he has to turn up at six a.m. for band practice, but he's late. Psych. Because I assume Fletcher broke in and took the batteries out of his alarm clock or something. But he's but, still. For someone that wants to be the best, he can't set an alarm. He can't organize transport. He's fucking up left, right, and center. But he doesn't still, deserve to be the best. And yet, he still manages to show up like three hours early. So I think <laughs> credit to him. Again, I assume just some kind of psychological torture. I don't. I don't think a lecturer at a university would have access to the CCTV. So I'm pretty sure he nailed that. But I love it's like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mold this this kid into one of the best by fucking him with his head early for uh, band practice. Anyway, band practice starts three hours later. Immediately everybody walks in they've all got their routine going they know exactly what's going on here what's the thing that they shout out oh yeah milk the yeah milk the something milk the cunt I'm pretty sure yeah milk the cunt milk the cunt which uh not entirely sure what of course milk the cunt and then they all just like play perfectly in sync (laughs) beautiful beautiful movie beautiful writing beautiful dialogue um and enter Fletcher jk simmons and everyone goes completely silent immediately everyone's like stands to attention i yeah it's a, it's a it's a good way of establishing jk simmons is his gravity all right team what's going on is it but then immediately like gets into playing yeah just they play about 14 bars of the first jazz song which is called lewin uh oh do you want a hint it's the no, name of, it's, it's the, not. It's not Caravan. It's it's, it's 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 the name of the movie. Oh, boom! It's it's Whiplash. <laughs> it's Whiplash. They say the name of the movie in it. Whoa! Cut out a lot of that in post, but uh, <laughs> no, maybe we'll leave that to make you look worse. <laughs> no, me, look better. Well, I've been watching a lot of Whiplash. I think J.K. Simmons had some great points. Uh, just sabotage the person who you're supposed to be working with, and. Uh, It'll make you awesome. I mean, I like I like that. To be fair, I wish there was more like jostling between the musicians trying to like you know get into the limelight. So yeah, Fletcher notices them. All right, so they play fourteen bars of Whiplash Whip. before J.K. Simmons notices that one of the boners is uh, is out of tune. Gets them all to play to, to show find out who's out of tune. To find out who's out of tune. And one big boy just won't stop sweating and nearly crying. He's like, are you the one who's out of tune? I don't know. But the kid doesn't know. And therefore, he gets jazzed out of the band. Only for J.K. Simmons to reveal. He wasn't out of tune at all. He, it was another guy, but that guy was bringing down the vibes in the room. Yeah, screw teaching your students, right? Well, he didn't know if he was out of tune, and apparently that's just as bad. Well, what about the dude that was out of tune? He gets to stay. It's just about putting all the other students on edge. It's about competition. This whole thing is about competition. But somebody manages to get promoted to first seat because of... Or, well, third seat of, of the boners. Because uh, the trombonas. 
<laughs> because uh, apparently that's just how things work in jazz band. No, no crying in jazz band. It's, it's cutthroat, okay? There's no tears in jazz ball. Uh, what happens next? <laughs> that's that's going to be the quote of the part. There's no tears in jazz ball. Yeah. <laughs> and then he calls a break, tells everyone to take 10. And after the break... Newbie's getting put in. Yeah, squeaker. Squeaker. He's he's a squeaker. Apparently new guys are called squeakers for reasons that I don't understand when it's about jazz or drummers. He's squeaky clean. He's squeaked in. I don't know. Quiet as as a mouse. Up up shit squeak. I don't don't know. Nice. Yeah, that took me a while to think of it, but we're going to cut out that gap. It's going to sound perfectly organic. Seamless. And, uh, you know, they have a little heart to heart in the hallway. J.K. Simmons is like, so you got any musicians in the family? And uh, Neiman's like, no, nah, I don't, no, nah, no, nah, I'm just, I'm just good at jazz of my own accord. What about your mum? What happened to, what happened to mum? Oh, uh, she, she left, but I don't think she was a musician either. All right, well, just, just keep your chin up, kid. <laughs> it's gonna be great in you there. See, you see a little bit of softness. Yeah, you get, you're gonna nail it in there. <laughs> and then comes. Neiman's first attempt on the drums, and they're playing at half speed as well to make sure that he's comfortable and he can he can get all the all the bars of of whiplash. And they start they they, they start playing, and Neiman's nailing it at half time. He's 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 hitting every drum, I guess, on time. And J.K. Simmons is like, "Wow, a regular good drummer here, uh, a regular Miles Teller here." <laughs> Let's let's hear some fills. And Neiman's like doing some improv, and he's like, "Look at all the drums I can hit at the same time." Get, is everyone? You can get some ri- raised eyebrows from yep. from good old Simmons. Yeah, Simmons is like, "This is the best drummer I've ever heard." And then he hits like one drum drum wrong, and Simmons goes, "Oh, little trouble there." And not, uh, not quite my tempo. Yep. No. <laughs> and then uh, they play it again from bar seventeen and a half, and it's like. Yeah, uh, uh, not not quite my tempo. Let's uh, let's try it again from bar uh, seventeen and three quarters and the fourth beat. Uh, no, fuck that one up as well. Uh, twenty one, twenty six and twenty six and the end. No, fuck that one up again. But then he seems to get it. You know, Neiman Neiman gets a little bit more comfortable. He's like, yeah, all right, I'm 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 hitting this. Uh, and then J.K. Simmons just throws a fucking chair at his head. <laughs> Why do you suppose? Like, oh, oh. Why do you suppose I threw a chair at you right then, Neiman? Huh? I don't know. Well, let's I let's know, let's reenact it right now. I've got a chair here, uh, Lewin. <laughs> Please you're, no, Lewin, you're looking complacent. Um, <laughs> am I rushing or am I dragging? Yeah, is like were were you rushing or were you dragging? And then he starts slapping Neiman in the face to start proving whether he was early or whether he was rushing or dragging. Uh, what conclusion did we did we reach, Lewis? Well, isn't it wasn't it confirmed that like he wasn't he wasn't doing either like like he was he was on time. It was literally just Fletcher trying to throw him off. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about that till the end. <laughs> uh, what was the lesson that we learned, Lewin? That he was either rushing or dragging. Which one was it? He was rushing. Mm-hmm because if you don't know whether you're rushing or dragging apparently it's just as bad as doing either <laughs> yeah he gets relegated to his second chair and starts crying uh 
He's upset. Oh, and J.K. Simmons immediately throws everything that he told him in the corridor back in his face. It's just like, you mummy fucking run, yeah. run out on you because you were so bad at the drums. I didn't know they allowed retards into Schaefer. I'm upset. Say it so the whole band can hear you. I'm upset. Louder! I'm upset. You are a worthless, friendless, faggot-lipped little piece of shit whose mommy left daddy when she figured out he wasn't Eugene O'Neill and who is now weeping and slobbering all over my drum set like a fucking nine-year-old girl. Like, I, in real life, this dude would not have a job, okay? <laughs> He's getting complaints. I know that's a plot point coming up. Well, apparently it was Damien Chazelle based it on like his actual jazz teacher when he was a kid fucking hell hey well it worked for damien mm-hmm. well yeah now he became the the successful director of such music films as whiplash and la la land <laughs> la la land la la land i'm the musical first man yeah i hope he fucking kills himself uh for la la land not a fan i'm not a fan of la la, la, la land I guess you just don't have a heart. I've told you what I think about <laughs> musicals. Swagless. They're this ra- is pretty much a musical, though. They're rad- There's more music than... Shut up! <laughs> gotcha there. If Ryan Gosling's in it, it's it's 75-25 for me over whether I'm going to hate it or, you yeah, know, it's all right. Yeah, what, 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 happened, what happens next? All right, so Neiman's been relegated. But, you know, in the meantime, since he's sec- sitting in the second chair and his ambitions have been fucking obliterated, uh, he asks out a, a pretty lady down from the movie cinema. Like we all do, ask out the, the retail clerk at our local uh, cin- cinema. Yeah, or, I'm sure they love it. Yeah. What kind of retail establishments do you ask people out at, Lou? Only cinemas. Only really Only dark, cinemas. dingy, really dodgy-looking cinemas. Only, like, real cinema cinema girls. Uh <laughs> 17 piercings in one nipple and uh i don't of course. know what, what, what's another what, what who who did what kind of woman is a cinema woman uh all all comes in all sorts all yeah. sorts well yeah i'm a feminist they don't exist anymore there's okay? no you just kind of... walk up to the machine press the buttons and then that's gone you, yeah you can't you can't ask a machine i just now. assume that all women are scientists because uh, i'm a i'm a feminist um you know i go up to the lady at my local uh where do i shop at jj's and uh i'm like they've got a question about chemistry sorry i assume you're some sort of chemistry doctor am i allowed to eat glad wrap can you tell me that you don't pull a, a, a Miles Teller and just suddenly put them down for not knowing what they want to do with their hey, life. Hey, she was playing footsie with him. So they go on a date and uh, turns out this, this, this broad uh, who Miles Teller has asked out is, um, you know, she doesn't quite have a direction. She's a first year art student of some kind, I assume, because she From has Arizona. no idea what her major is going to be. Um, and she's like, just trying out different classes. And Miles Teller's like, what's this bullshit? <laughs> What do you mean you don't have one one savant like direction in life that you're solely angling for pathetic yeah bullshit and it's like does he have a leg to stand on because okay so he's going to what it's what's the name of this place that he's at Schaefer's Schaefer's yeah but that's not the best in New York there's another one that they're trying to get into like there's something of observatory New York it starts with L Lehman like, yeah, he's trying to get into the Lehman Brothers. He's trying to get into the Lehman Brothers. He, this is set in 1998, and he doesn't know what's going to happen oh in a couple boy. of years' time. 
because he's acting like he's freaking the best. Like, oh, I'm I'm pretty much like the lead in the best band in the country. It's like, like, what? No. Well, J.K. Simmons says it at the end. These are some of the best. Uh, perform- these are some of the best jazzes um, in in, in New York, which means there's some of the best jazzes in the, the, the some of the best best jazz stains in 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 the world. And uh, so, but not good enough to be part of an like an actual. Well, it's like, only going to take oops. off in like New York, maybe Portland, maybe Chicago. Where else is there a jazz scene? New Orleans. I mean, that's the thing. If I ever met someone in an orchestra, I'd be very impressed. Like, hey, I'm one of the best trombonists in the world. Like cool. Yeah, literally. <laughs> to be fair, literally everybody is like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> like, oh, all right. Well, then never mind. <laughs> I mean, t- yeah, that's rude. That's <laughs> if somebody told you that, like, even that family dinner scene. I'm skipping ahead here, but even that family dinner scene, they're like, oh, Rudy just made it to the third tier team of Arizona backup state. Uh, he got the MVP. Yeah, he got the MVP of the relegated team from ted lasso well he's he's so oh and 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 andrew with his drum well done and they're still being supportive they're just like they're not they're, i don't think they're being supportive they're being like oh that's uh oh, all right what kind of job is that going to lead to you are you going to be working at lechman brothers in uh three years time i don't think so yeah okay i, I guess they undercut it a bit but i mean he's being a dick to begin with as well he wasn't being a dick until they started undercutting him uh, it's no, just that uh, nobody understands how good it is to be that good at drum or LGBT filmmaking <laughs> you just see yourself as Miles Teller it's all coming out what's your point <laughs> I've got a scar on my face too from when I uh, was also in a car accident <laughs> I thought and, I was self-inflicted and not from when I fell in a rock that I was trying to climb in when I was like four years old <laughs> where is it is that it I don't know where it is. This this is not a visual medium. It's somewhere beneath one of my nostrils. I'm not sure which one. <laughs> Alright, moving on. Um, so there, it's 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 big performance time. And for some reason that means that Neiman also has to go to the big performance of a of a jazz competition between different conservatories of music. Uh but okay, going back to that family dinner though, they're like because they're talking about competition. It's and it's future. like oh, what, what is it? Music? Like, how can you even go on a competition? Like, where's the competition? Is it subjective? I mean, they make a point. Yeah, again, I think that's... Isn't it just you play it right or you play it wrong? That's that's kind of the point that they're making. When it... Like, jazz is something that is that operates in, like, free form. You know, you're supposed to improvise and not necessarily match the person that's next to you, but, like, bring out something interesting or something like that. Whereas... Fletcher is just like, you play every single note exactly correctly or I will fucking kill you. <laughs> I will shit in your mouth and ride you like a toboggan down a mountain. That's the movie I want to see. Yeah, 127 Hours 2 with <laughs> J.K. Simmons and Miles Teller. Sign me up. So, he's been relegated to bitch. He just has to uh, turn the pages for the the main drummer who's playing in the competition. And he has to hold the He's a bit of a prick. Yeah. He's, he's being a bit of a prick. He's like, you just turn my pages and tune my drums. I do the drum. You do the page. And, and, uh, and I mean, to be fair, sometimes he doesn't even do that, right? Yeah. Because it fucks up the page. Yeah, turning. he gets distracted because he's so into jazz. <laughs> he's so into reading the charts. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, what, 
what's the name? Uh, Neiman. Neiman uh, is, for some reason, placed in charge of looking after the books because I assume the other guy needs to go, like, smoke a J out of the back or something. Jazz. Jazz. He needs to go smoke a jazz cigarette. And then when he... <laughs> Neiman turns his back for, like, three seconds to look at a vending machine and the charts disappear completely inexplicably. I assume that J.K. Simmons stole them, but... Right. Like, in the meantime, they just fucking vanished. First drummer, McGee, who's... Tries to blame. Yeah, Tell her, like, oh, Neiman lost them. Which, you know, he did. Neiman lost my sheets, and I need the sheets to play the music, because I can't play the music without the sheets, because I have a... I have a medical condition. Yeah, I've been breathing carbon monoxide in the basement where I practice drum or something. I don't know what it was, but either way, Neiman's like, oh, I know all the charts, every chart by heart. I, I ain't need no chart. I'm the best drummer in any conservatory in the greater New York City area. So J.K. Simmons is like, you better fucking play better than you did a couple of, like, th- three months ago when I first made you play the drums and then made you sit in a chair for the remaining three months. Neiman, Neiman gets in there. What's the song they're playing, Lord? Uh, whiplash it is whiplash yes (laughs) got it in one zero hesitation and he plays whiplash 10 out of 10 he gets every note which again not the point of jazz but he hits every note on the drum chart it's it's like guitar hero right Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah apparently according to whiplash so by the time they go to the next rehearsal uh the 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 first chair goes to some of the drums and what jack essence is like what are you what are you doing just yeah. uh, it's only no alternatives today. Yeah, it's only firsts today. Get out of here, you scum-sucking piece of shit. And Neiman's like, ah, oh, good. And he's like calling his dad and being like, hey, dad, I think he, I think he's starting to like me. <laughs> Next practice session, they bring in the ginger from the first band, from the from the low band that Neiman beat in the drum off. And he's shit, and even even J.K. Simmons knows he's shit. So they now got two backup drummers for Neiman to compete against. They're like, now we're playing a new song that you guys have never heard of. It's called Caravan, and you guys need to learn it by 5 o'clock this afternoon or some shit like that. You guys need to learn this music beat for beat, note for note, within three hours. I don't know, is that how it works, Lauren? It must be how it works. Will, I they, will you, they end up just having a drum off, Because right? I gave you <laughs> one week to get yourself note to note on Shannon Knoll's discography, and uh, and yet woefully underprepared. Um, but it, it appears they end up having a drum off between the three of them, and yeah. it just comes down to who can play the fastest. It's literally who can maintain the fastest beat of all time for longer than like ten seconds. Which I mean, hey, yeah, that makes sense. Like that, that. Sh- it does make sense because if you listen to any other rendition of Caravan, it's half as fast as that. It is not that fast. Uh, just push it to the limits. Yeah. So they do like a four-hour marathon session for Neiman to try and prove that he knows how to do drum good. And guess what? He do drum good? Neiman do jump, drum good. <laughs> Neiman wins the position. So he's meeting his girlfriend in a diner because he and his girlfriend are going pretty well. Um, I mean, that's the thing. We don't even see... We see, like, the first date and then, and then the breakup. No, we get, like, they have some fun texts where they're like, miss you, lol. Oh, yeah, she's like, oh, do you want to come around? And they don't even do it, like, in the classic old, like, 2000s music video style of entering your text into an Excel document or whatever. <laughs> Which is the greatest of all time. So good. Um, yeah. But, yeah, ne- she gets dumped. Yeah, Neiman, Neiman walks in and he's like, 
all right, look, here's how it's going to go, all right? I'm going to be more and more into drum because I'm so good at drum. Uh, you're going to be like, why do you give all your time to drum? And he's going to be like, because of drum is so good at, and I am so good at drum, and to be the best drum, I need to do the best at drum and spend all my time doing drum. And she's like, and you know that for a fact? That I'll get in the way of you and drum? And he's like, yeah, yeah. bitch, what yes. of it? This is the character we're meant to sympathize and like. Yeah, well, no. The character we're meant to sympathize and like most, most at that moment is the one who delivers the most uh, sympathetic to the audience line, which is, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> By the girl. Who, who's completely who's, right. Who, yeah, because she's like, what the fuck is going on? What is wrong with him? Because he's become completely obsessed. It's like he's entering a cult. Yeah, you, yes. You bring the police. Exactly. He's, he's turning into something that is completely not sympathetic. He's... This is basically where he turns into where Mark Zuckerberg was at the start of Social Network. He's just not sympathetic by this point. You're not supposed to sympathize, but you're supposed to understand that he's living in a cult at this point, which is a cult of, please let J.K. Simmons like me. And we've all been in that cult. We've all wanted J.K. Simmons to like us that much. I just didn't find him sympathetic to begin with. Right. If there was something where it's like, oh, you know, he's doing it because his mum loved jazz I and think... his mum died when he was young and he's trying to do it to like prove it to her or it's like, no, he's just trying to do it because... Apparently he likes jazz because... I think Lewin's was just... Lewin just watched the Divergent trilogy and he already was predisposed to dislike Miles Teller. That's what I think. Nah, I watched the Fantastic Four reboot. Oh, fuck. <laughs> well, that's not fair. Miles Teller is a good actor. Yeah, that good movie he's been in apart from Whiplash is... Divergent. <laughs> oh, a great movie. He plays an absolute scumbag. All right, let's go through... Oh, no, you're right. War Dogs. <laughs> yeah. That, 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 that's, that's his br- breakout performance. I think that was a good movie. Uh, wasn't Jonah Hill in that? Yeah, and Jonah Hill bloody wiped the floor with him. Uh, let's see, the Divergent series, the Divergent series, the Divergent series, Whiplash, uh, Fantastic Four, never heard of any of these. He's, he's coming, he's maybe, got something big coming up, doesn't maybe he? Maybe me confusing him for the guy in the Eternals has made me like this <laughs> actor a lot better. The guy in the Eternals is in all of the Yorgos Lanthimos. He was in, uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer. Uh, yeah, yeah, And that's he's right. in his upcoming one. And he's, that guy is in, um, uh, what's his name? In Br- Bruges. Um, in Bruges director oh yeah M- McDonough or whatever his name is uh, Martin McDonough has a new movie coming out oh called the uh, the Lions of Innismore or something like that the something of Innismore Innismore uh, color me curious oh the big one coming out with Miles Teller is he's gonna be in Top Gun Maverick highway to the Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> Dude, Alright, where are we? Alright, so he's broken up with his girlfriend. And um, next, he's he's on his way. He's on a bus to uh, to Jazz, Jazz Comp. Jazzland. Ja- jazz Comp 2013, 2014, whenever this movie came out. He's on his way to Jazz Comp 2013. And uh, the bus breaks down. And uh, Neiman, you know, he got he got no sticks. He, he 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 runs and he tries to you know rent a car he rents a car and he's he's driving to the thing and he's desperately trying to plead with uh the co-drummers and and jk simmons to be like 
please don't start without me don't start without me and uh he gets in a car accident while he's on the phone distracted driving slash distracted podcasting you should never be on your phone while driving or being on a podcast Lauren. <laughs> the real moral of the movie is don't don't drive angry don't text don't 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 text and drive or podcast uh and then uh yeah gets in a car accident he's all bloody and gross but he still somehow manages to drag himself to the theater on time and uh he tries to play but one of his thumbs is clearly broken <laughs> and he he can't do drum so good it's uh, it's uh, it's hard to watch it's hard to watch maybe he should have rented a caravan and not a car Aha! Like a gypsy. <laughs> he should have found a wandering uh, traveler and rented, you know, given away all the clothes on his body, which is what I, as I understand from their film renditions, that's what gypsies return, uh, demand in return for payment. Um, and uh, made his way there. Nobody's crashing into a gypsy. How many gypsy accidents have there been? Gypsy road accidents have there been in the last year alone? In, in Australia, at least. What do you think the average is? I don't know. They, the government refuses to tell us. Exactly. Uh, I was thinking... Actually, no, you're not in the old right anymore, so you're not allowed to give away your hatred for gypsies like you used to. No. You have to... I love the Romani people. You have people. to pretend like you have no idea the Romani people <laughs> deserve our respect and also our money that they pilfer out of our wallets at their carnivals. They slow down. You're centrist. Yeah, that's true. Um... Uh, to be fair, Europe's pretty centrist, but they still go against the gypsies with the fucking fury of a certain 1930s political leader in Germany. I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> I was going to say the guy who was in charge of the Weimar Republic, but I forgot his name. Anyway, moving on. Um, so he's out of the band. Yeah, He's being kicked out of the band. And, uh, well, no... What's his name? Uh, Fletcher. J.K. Simmons tells him, like, you're fucking done. All right. You, if you can't drum after a car accident, you ain't going to be no Charlie Parker. <laughs> Therefore, fuck you. I'm done with you. And Miles Teller's like, I ain't take no bullshit like that. Charlie Parker ain't take no bullshit like that. And uh, tackles him and starts attacking him on stage, beats the fucking shit out of him. <laughs> Uh, classic jazz band move. Um, We've all been there. Yeah, you know that's that's just something that we all all have aspired to do. And um, yeah, so he's out of the band. He's out of the school. He's been expelled. He's got nothing left to live for. And that's where we'll leave it for part one. So is this the end for Miles Teller's and Andrew Andrew Neiman? I think is Andrew Neiman. It's completely right. Is this the end for Miles Teller's Andrew Neiman? come back next week to find out or presumably the point of this is that you watch it you know at some point in proximity to this so you know right if you didn't do that and then we'll talk about the rest next week uh to play us out i was gonna have one of the songs from whiplash preferably whiplash from whiplash what the hell's that? but uh they're they're arrangements that are unique to the, the the soundtrack so it looks like we're gonna have to go with the best song discussed on today's pod please enjoy yeah i'm sure they love it Oh, it's a, it's a beautiful song. Oh, my God. Oh. All right. Beneath our radiant, over the cross, we'll toil with hearts and 
hand in hand Should make this commonwealth of ours Bring down all the, all the lands Ah shit For those who come across the seas Will you find less planes to share its courage Let us all combine to eventually fail Australians all let all us rejoice we are young and free With golden soil and red for Toil our home is good by seas Our land abounds in nature's gifts A beauty rich and rare in history's made That every stage that's a trolley bear Best Australian band! Lord, join in! In tribal strains! Then let us sing at Best Australia! Australia Fair! Ah, yes. let us all combine! I can see footsteps by the door. Best Australia Fair! Best Australia Fair! Oh, it's a long song. In tribal strains! Then let us sing! Australia! Australia Fair! Oh. Australia Fair!